listening to Vet Candy. Hi, this is Dr. Jessica, and you are listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica. You're one stop for all things wellness, not just what to eat or how to move, but everything in between. And today, I, I feel like we have such a treat for you. I get the the honor of um, having a friend of mine that's kind of, you know, one of those friendships that forms from social media, one of the good things about social media, right? But we've never actually met each other. I was going to, but I, I think that's not going to be in the cards. But she is just such an inspiration to me, and I can't wait to share her story with you and explore just the importance of being aware of your passions and your strengths and your skill sets within, um, whether it's veterinary medicine or, or anything, honestly, um, so that you could really get the fulfillment, you know, that so many of us are looking for. And so today's guest is Dr. Julie Busby. She graduated from Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine in 1997 and began her career caring for dogs, cats, and horses. To augment her Weston training, she earned certifications by the American Veterinary Chiropractic Association, as well as by the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society. And while Dr. Busby has been on the side of practice ownership, she is currently working part-time, sharing her love for integrative medicine in hopes to maximize the wellness of her patients. In addition to this, Dr. Busby is also the creator of Dr. Busby's Toe Grips, a non-slip nail grip commercially available for senior dogs. And since its launch in 2013, the company has evolved into Dr. Busby's The Senior Dog Company. They have a mission to create veterinary design products and services that turn back the clock for our senior pets so that they can enjoy more time with the people who love them. And when Dr. Busby isn't pouring into her patients, you could find her at home with her eight children, which I did not know, <laughs> in which she homeschools or sharing wisdom and encouragement with her fellow veterinary colleagues. The latest thing that she's been cooking up and what has really brought her and I together to this point today is she has such a heart for our profession and is so good at seeing need that she has developed a unique opportunity for veterinarians to get together and not only learn, get our CE credits in, but to connect and lift one another up through the Veterinary Encouragement CE by the Sea Conference, which I'm so excited for, <laughs> even though I'm probably not going to be able to make it now. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's such a, an honor to have you on, on the show, and I'm just excited to just explore your story more. I feel like I know you, but I obviously don't know you know, it's like just the brushing the surface. And so welcome on and jump in with sharing, you know, how you've got to where you are today, doing the work that um, you're so passionate about. And yeah, we just want to hear your story. Well, thank you, Dr. Jessica. I'm so honored to be here. And I love that everyone has a story, right? We've all got a story. Mine is a little longer probably than others that may be listening because I've been a vet for 25 years. So there's more time to accumulate the story. I don't want to live a life where I'm old someday and I look back and I say, what if, or have regrets. And of course, you know, we all, I, I do have regrets about decisions along the way, but I also really try to be intentional about finding passions, those things that keep me up at night that I can't stop thinking about. That was the case for this conference. That was the case for toe grips. And then 
pouring my heart and soul into launching the idea and bringing it to life, which is just something that is super, super fun for me. I can only imagine how rewarding it is. You know, there's just got to be so much that goes into any of those things, the conference, you know, the company to be just an idea, like you said, that keeps you up at night. I think it's so important to pay attention to what those things are. Not only because if you don't, like if you just keep pushing them to the side, like they're always going to be like in the back of your mind kind of nagging you. (laughs) Whereas if you bring them front and center and really, you know, start asking yourself questions on what you could do to be a part of, you know, if it's a problem that you're trying to find a solution for or just something that you really care about. I've found personally that when you give those things attention, that is truly when you like unlock that you know, that fulfillment aspect of things um, because you're you're working in like your wheelhouse, what you were created to, you know, operate in. Honestly, I think so many of us are just so tired <laughs> at the end of the day that like we don't want to acknowledge those things because we just want to go to sleep. Right. Sometimes it's just about putting your foot in front of the other and just keep going. I completely get that. And I've been there a lot, especially with eight kids and life and the pandemic. I think having something for me, having an idea to latch onto or a vision to latch onto just completely rejuvenates me. And I'm sure that's different for different people, but no matter what, I do agree with what you just said, that we're created with kind of this bent and these things that really light us up. And life is so much better when we take the time to explore them and find them. And that happens Earlier in life, for some people, I mean, I wanted to be a vet from the age of three. That's one of those things that just was. I was going to ask that. That's the majority. I mean, most people, I feel it in our, our field, they they just know from a really early age. And so I was curious if you fell in that category. For sure. You know, it's interesting to me that I'm using my veterinary degree in non-traditional ways now, although I do still practice. That is like just a core part of who I am. And I would love to talk. I mean, that's something that I would love to encourage listeners to think about because our profession as a whole, I think has been battered and there is still so much good and joy in veterinary medicine. I know that to be true, but I do think maybe we need to rethink the norms for our own lives as well as for our profession and kind of thinking about what is your passion and exploring that, I think, is the the root of the conversation. Yeah, it seemed like you did that fairly early on with going on and getting first your chiropractic um, certification right out of school. Really, you did that um, a year after graduation and then a couple of years after that, exploring the acupuncture. Did you always have an interest, you know, when you were in school or even before school, integrative medicine? It's a great question. So all of us, we, we have these different journeys. And I think so much of where we, how we are shaped is an impact or is directly impacted by our journey, whether it be good or bad. I was very blessed to work with two equine veterinarians that were certified in chiropractic and acupuncture. And I was the little vet assistant who held the lead shank at the racetrack while they worked on the animals. So I witnessed firsthand the impact that it had on these animals and also heard the stories of the riders. And I was, you know, I was completely sold. So I knew that I was going to do that right away because I wanted, even at at naive as a new vet graduate, I knew, knew enough to know I like wanted more tools for my toolbox. And what a blessing that's been because 
as I had children and as my career changed, I owned a veterinary practice for almost 10 years. That was just a traditional vet practice. I did like 5% chiropractic and acupuncture in that practice. But once I sold that, I was able to really move into veterinary medicine on my terms. So as I, at that point was only doing chiropractic and acupuncture, I was nobody's primary vet. I was able to practice in a way that I really loved. I was just an add-on to the team of healthcare for the pet. And that really was a great blessing. So that's a long answer to the question of how'd you get into it? But it was because of the influence that I had earlier on. I think it's so incredible that you had that influence so early on. I'm from a very small town in Louisiana and those things really weren't utilized. You know, like I I can't even think of anyone close proximity wise that I'd be able to even go and like observe utilizing these techniques. I think when you're in that setting or you've just always looked at at veterinary medicine as more of the traditional sense of things, it could be hard to kind of like wrap your head around these different options or even, you know, peak interest that you may not even know is there. But if you are in that situation, it is such a growing area of interest that I would encourage, you know, our listeners to find someone that that is involved with that, whether it's through, you know, our, our social media communities or, you know, there's just so many groups out there that you could connect with someone. And as you were sharing, not only about like, bringing that joy in and and having that flexibility down down the road whenever you did decide to sell your practice. I keep thinking of our friend who did a very similar thing and did her chiropractic um, certification. And her kids are, you know, getting older and are getting out of the house. And she's always so good about sharing how it's kind of breathed life back into her work because she's being able to bring something that she really enjoys doing. And it's opened doors for her um, to be able to have more of a flexible work schedule. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Want to improve your clinical competence? Check out Vet Candy's Master Course in Ophthalmology. The master course is taught by Dr. DJ Hoisler, a board-certified ophthalmologist, and delivers a thorough evaluation of the science and clinical practice skills needed to master the ophthalmic disease. And when you complete the course, you receive exclusive tools to celebrate, recognize, and share your accomplishment. What's even more exciting? The course is free and provides race and New York State-approved continuing education credits. This master course is brought to you by Centrix Animal Care with patented hyaluronic acid technology for everyday comfort for pets, including Oculovis Biohance Gel Eye Drops Advanced Hydration for Dry Eyes and Oculine ES Biohance Ocular Repair Gel, supporting faster healing with fewer applications. What are you waiting for? Start learning today at myvetcandy.com slash I. So I think it would be an easy assumption, but it could be an inaccurate one that some of those shifts were made because of your growing family. Is that kind of where you found yourself when you decided to sell your practice? Do you mind kind of touching on what happened there? So I graduated from vet school wanting zero kids and got married, telling my husband we're having zero kids. 
and I didn't even set up to set out to have a big family, but God really changed my heart on the idea. And I had one and then two, and here we are. So I did make career decisions as a direct result of that. I mean, I was a solo practitioner in a rural area. I saw my own emergencies. And so it was tough to be a mom. Well, it was tough just to be pregnant and then to be a mom of a newborn and find coverage for maternity leave. I mean, there was a lot of difficult times there, a lot of challenges. And so after that, my second child, my husband was like, okay, wait a second. You know, you said we were having zero kids. You don't even like kids. We might want to be more intentional about thinking how this is going to work with the practice. And I really realized at that point for me, and I definitely don't want people to feel like I'm trying to make my story, their story. Like this is my story. And by no means am I trying to project my experiences and feelings on others. But for me, I felt like you know what? I'm a part-time mom. I'm a full-time veterinarian and I'm a part-time mom. And there should be no such thing as a part-time mom, but that was my reality. And it was a painful one. And I thought, I don't know how to fix this short of like a reset. Like I, I, tr- I did hire an associate. I mean, I really tried to kind of fix it and I wasn't fixing it. My heart was tied to my practice. Like that was my first baby and my first love. And all of my energy went and my family got just left over. So we did make the decision to sell the practice. And it was a real blessing that we were able to sell that to a classmate of mine from vet school. So that was really just very special because I wanted to hand the baton to someone that I trusted and knew would take great care of my patients and clients. And at that point, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to take a rest. I'm just going to focus on my family. I had been working 60 hour weeks for so long and I was not burnt out of veterinary medicine and certainly not burnt out of my patients, the relationships, the people, the animals. I will say that I was struggling being a boss. That was very hard for me. I did not feel equipped to do that. I'm non-confrontational. That was the hardest part of practice ownership for me was managing that aspect of it. So I was ready to take a break there. And then um, we moved to South Carolina and a practitioner locally reached out to me and he said, Hey, I'm doing my acupuncture training and I need to do an internship with someone who's certified. Would you be willing to come over? And so I, I had thought, Oh, I'm just going to be like quasi retired for a while. And so I went over and was there for 10 straight years. I just, yeah. So that, and that was such a, such a blessing, but I was able to, as I said before, the fle- very flexible schedule on my own terms, I really essentially I worked one day a week and that was just great. And then I saw, I still do see people at my, my house too. Um, so yeah, the decisions were often dictated by what was going on in my personal life, which I really was thankful to have the control to do that as opposed to having my personal life dictated by what was happening in my professional life. So very thankful that I was able to make decisions, choices, and say yes or no to opportunities based on what would work for my family. I mean, it's always a a difficult process whenever you're trying to figure out, you know, that's a big transition. I know, you know, it was a year and a half process for for myself to decide, okay, I think I am going to step away from practice in medicine. And so there's so much, you know, thought and consideration that goes into it. What was that timeline like for you? Like, when did you realize, I think I need to make some changes and then actually followed through with with selling and moving? Yes. So like yours, it wasn't instant, right? I mean, it's it's this evolution. I would say it was two to three years. And part of that is because the sale of the practice fell through twice before it went through with the right person. When we tell these stories in hindsight, I mean, I think we sort of gloss over the painful parts and just kind of hit the high points. And it sounds like, oh, great. You know, look how that worked out. 
Oh, there was, yeah, there was a lot of lot of tears in those years. In the end, you know, I can in hindsight, I can look back and see why it all happened the way that it did, and really just feel so blessed by it. But living it was was very painful. The decision was a few months in really confirming in my own heart and mind. And my husband was very supportive. And then, like I said, actually implementing the plan was a couple years. And we're so good. I, I know I am at least like in that situation, when that first, you know, sale would have fallen through, I'd be like, oh, is this a sign? <laughs> am I doing the wrong thing? Am I not supposed to be selling? And then second go around, you really start questioning things. Did you find that you were in that place or you were like, I know this is what needs to happen and just need to patiently wait on, you know, the right person to come about. Did you struggle with that? Well, I struggled with being super frustrated, but I'd never struggled with the decision. Once the decision was made, it was very clear to me because ultimately it was a decision of my priorities, right? That's what it came down to for me. Like, what are my priorities and do they match up? Like is my, what I say with my lips, does it match up with what I live in my life? And so getting, getting that straight was extremely freeing. And just like, I think living in integrity just is a very healthy place to be. I feel like I was still in a very early stage of just being confident in what I wanted and where I was supposed to be going and the guidance, you know, that comes with that. I just kept praying like, okay, make it clear, make it clear. And one day my boss, he was put in a position where he pretty much had to choose between myself or the other veterinarian that did more shifts. And he knew that my goal was to sooner or later, you know, get out of there. And so it was kind of like it was made for me. So I was like, well, I guess thank you, you know, like, because I was dragging my feet. But um, like you said, looking back, it was just so clear that that's what I was supposed to do. But I was I was still so scared to, you know, so many of us, all we know is veterinary medicine, you know, and, and that's our identity. And I feel like I struggled with that becoming a mom because then all of a sudden I was more than a vet, which is sad when I say that because I was a wife too, but like somehow that doesn't even factor in, you know, like we're just, we're vets. I think when someone's in this, that situation, if someone's listening and they're like, they kind of know that they need to make a change, whether it's selling a practice or, you know, taking a break or whatever it may be. I think it so much of that struggle is because we are so attached to what we do as veterinarians that we feel like if we step away from it, well, then who are we or wh- what am I even doing? And somehow being a mom's not enough or, you know, whatever we may be moving on to. And I've learned that that's just part of the problem. You know, like we, we need to get back to who we were before we even had a degree attached to us. I think some of us, that may be more of a process than others, but just remembering that. It's okay if you <laughs> if you put your degree down, even if it's, you know, and it may be, like you said, who knew that that was going to end up being an opportunity handed to you that led to, you know, 10 plus years of working alongside that practice. You really just never know. I think it's always great to have as part of who you are, but not letting it be who you are. It's so good. And you're so right that that really defines so many of us. It certainly did for me. I mean, that was who I was. And Part of that's because I was spending so many hours a day doing it and I did love it. But I started thinking, I mean, I, not to sound morbid, but I started thinking in this process, one of the things that came into my mind was, wait a second, I don't want my epitaph to even 
you know, I don't want my gravestone being like, she was the most dedicated veterinarian. No, like that's not what I want my legacy to be. So I've got to live my life intentionally. And veterinary medicine is certainly my passion and my colleagues. I mean, having been around for so long and having struggled with that whole work-life balance thing, my passion is really for my colleagues because I do get it. But again, I just want to be intentional about, like you said, creating my path and choosing the identity, choosing what I want to identify with, choosing um, what I want my legacy to be, and then living that, like kind of looking at the long term and then living it so I end up there so that I don't sort of just accidentally end up years later in a place that I didn't actually mean to be. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and keep I'd love to keep digging into, you know, if if someone's like, well, how do I even start asking those questions, you know, exploring that a little bit more. And then, of course, getting into what you're doing with the conference and how people could be a part of that. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. All right, welcome back. You were listening to Living Well with Dr. Jessica, and I'm here with Dr. Julie Busby. And we've just been kind of exploring her story and the route that she's been on from practice ownership to making the difficult decision to, to sell and be more intentional with her family. Um, and also the, the opportunities that have been offered to her because of her love for integrative medicine. And we were kind of digging into this, you know, nobody wants to, to wake up one day and be like, oh, shoot, like, that's what I'm known for, or, you know, I missed out on this. And I know for me, when I started, when I kind of was placed in this this position of, okay, some things need to change um, almost seven years ago, I never really thought of those things. You know, I'd never really asked, okay, well, what do I want to be remembered for? Or what do I want to look back on and be like, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time doing this. And it, it wasn't until I was in that place that kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place where like I, I started asking those questions. And so a lot of what I love to do on this show is just exploring those things, learning from us, you know, before you get to that point. You know, if you're listening, you're in a good place, but you've never really asked those kinds of questions. I want to encourage you to start. Like you said, like you don't want your tombstone to say that you were, you know, known as the best veterinarian around, that's not a bad thing. And I want to make sure that you're not thinking you need to like pick or choose one or the other. You could be all these different things. You could be known as a a wonderful veterinarian. 
it sounds like I'm like bragging, but I haven't practiced for over six years and I still have people that, you know, will share, man, I, I miss you in practice though, because you were such a good veterinarian. It's like, you could still be known for those things, but don't make it the only thing you're known for. It is so important that you're asking, okay, but what else do I want to be known for? And do people actually think of that right now? And if not, and it's important to me, what can I do to shift more in that direction? Do you have tips or ideas of like what's helped you with kind of like gaining that clarity when you were in the middle of it? So I would say three things that may be unconventional. So the first is leaning on those who know us best. So my husband was really the first one to say, wait a second, this isn't working. Like this, this life that we're living, there's so much friction because you're torn and we need to figure this out. So talking to those people that know us best, who are able to often reveal truths to ourselves that maybe we don't realize or aren't allowing ourselves to fully admit, I think that's really valuable, just getting wise counsel. Secondly, I read the Proverbs a ton. The Proverbs are like the biblical book of wisdom, and it's amazing what's in there for life choices, finances, parenting. And that's actually been a real guiding source of like principles and and wisdom for me and helped me a ton with very practical decisions in life. And then the last one kind of ties along with that. And that's just prayer. I do believe that God knows my path and I want to follow the path that he has for me because that's going to be where I'm blessed and I want to be living a blessed life. And so, so much prayer went into all of the decisions. And that's not to say like, oh, I pray. And then I get this like very clear answer. And then I make this step and it's all perfect. No, it's like, it's a hard life is so ridiculously hard. Every part of it, the relationships, profession, interpersonal stuff, money, like everything's hard. It's just the way life is, but we persevere and then find the blessing in that. I always think of that scripture from Proverbs that's like, don't be the wife that makes your husband like want to go sit on the roof. I don't know. Like that is the first thing I always think of when I hear of Proverbs. And I, I often joke with my husband, like, please tell me if I'm ever becoming that person. I don't want you to want to climb on the roof. But it's so it's so true. There is just a wealth of, of knowledge in there for, for everything. And I know that it's been beneficial for me. So this is making me think of a great kind of like segue for us discussing the conference and how that came about. But so I mentioned in the beginning that Julie and I have been, you know, kind of social media friends for a while now. And you were one of the many people that were so encouraging to me last year when I went through a really hard time and sent me an incredible book of prayer. And so you just have a special place in my heart because, I mean, we've never met. We'll talk on occasion, but there's really so many good people in our profession, y'all, that like they see the struggle, they understand it. There is a degree of division between the older generation not understanding some of the the struggles or not being empathetic to some of the the struggles um, within our profession now. And I've, I've seen the further divide that that can cause. And I get, you know, why some of them would be like really confused with a lot of the things that I feel like some of us struggle with. But at the same time, there's so many examples of people that do see and understand. And while they may have been out for 25 years, like they still 
they get it and they care and they want to be a part of the change. And so like, I hope that's encouraging to listeners. Maybe if you have been on the receiving end of the other kind of not support, (laughs) but I would love to just hear, you know, how the idea of this conference came about, like what the timeline for that looks like and what that experience has been leading up to it. And just two months, right? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. This is, this is one of those things that keeps me up at night in a good way. So I'm so excited to talk about it. It's my first time really talking about it publicly. So thank you. During COVID, right, the pandemic, the lockdown, there was chatter in the Facebook groups for vet moms about getting together and longing to get together again. And uh, one of our friends had two conferences that she had, or the same conference, but two years consecutively canceled because of COVID. And I think as a profession, we understand each other very uniquely, having been through vet school, having had those, we understand what it is to lose a patient under, under anesthesia, to have a client irrationally blow up. I mean, we just have this very unique bond that we can't even share with other people who aren't veterinarians because we have lived some unique experiences. And I'm sure that's true for anybody that has a commonality with another human being, but the vet bond is very special. But when we cross that, that intersection of that intimacy with the intimacy and vulnerability of being moms and what that life feels like, I mean, there's a really, really special connection that we share. And so this desire to be together, to build the relationships in person was so strong. And I thought, we've got to plan something. And originally it was maybe a get together, but I realized that really it needed to be a CE conference to be viable because uh, people could write it off as an expense or they could use their CE allowance to come. And so it made it financially feasible. You had an excuse basically to get together. That's where the idea started from. And I just started calling Honestly, I made a list of like, who do I consider the best speakers in the business? And it's not an exclusive list by any means, but like the people that just came to my mind, like BMX speaker of the year, like these kind of people, people that I've heard speak that really inspire. It's more than just walking away with knowledge, but it's really like you just walk away just feeling energized. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. So I just started calling them and everybody that I reached out to and said, would you be willing to speak at this conference said yes. So that was a miracle right there. So that was when it started to take like some lift. And then from there I started to reach out. Well, actually I I didn't actually reach out. Sponsors reached out to me because I put the idea in the group and people, veterinary moms who work for various companies started to pass it up the chain. And so I started to get people contacting me about, hey, we're interested in talking about what sponsorship would look like, which was another huge, huge blessing. At some point, I did reach out to sponsor for sponsorship, but initially it was people seeking out the opportunity. And so I want to just give a shout out to Hills. They became our platinum sponsor very early on. And I had the call with them where I gave them kind of the pitch on this is the idea. I feel like this was like December of 2020. I mean, it was a really long time ago. And they said, well, our budget is such that, you know, we're not going to have answers until October. And I'm thinking that's not going to work. I mean, I got to reserve venues. I've got to do deposits. Like this is a problem. And I don't want to put my family at risk of personal bankruptcy to launch this conference. And they called back very quickly and said, we're going to do the platinum sponsorship. So kudos to them. Dr. Cindy um, with Shepherd Vet. I mean, she always is there to support the vet moms and she came on very quickly. I mean, 
she said, I want to do the welcome party. And I had just talked to them. We're doing it at a beautiful restaurant on the water. We're renting out the whole restaurant. And I had just talked to them and gotten the price. And I said, no, you don't want to do the welcome party. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even think we're going to be able to do a welcome party. We're going to be having crackers in the park. And she's like, well, how much is it? And I told her, and she said, does that include the drinks? And it was, I mean, it was open bar, all inclusive. I'm like, yes. And she's like, I think we can do that. I'm like, oh my heavens, bless you. So bless her. And then also the AVMA. I mean, they came on quickly and said, we want to be a part of this. So um, we have many sponsors, God bless them all. But those three were the ones that for me, it became a conference at that point. When we had speakers, we had people who were willing to step up and say, I'm going to share this vision and, and shoulder the load because, oh my heavens, is it expensive to put on a conference? I had no, well, I didn't imagine it well, you know, because I'm a, I have eight kids, I'm a thrift shopper, you know, like I get budget, but it's a different story when you have to hire caterers and, you know, it's it's a different whole different caliber, went many more decimal points than I had anticipated. Sharing it with the group and saying, we're going to do this. And the idea of the conference is, yes, you're coming for your CE. Like that's the ruse, right? You're, I mean, I'm joking. That's You're coming for your CE, but really we're coming to encourage each other. We are coming to just get together, hug each other. If you're a hugger, if you're not, don't be scared. Just encourage each other, share one another's burdens, be friends in real life, which has value. And I hope it's an annual event. So yes, it is. It is now been working on this for a year and a half. And now it is um, just a couple months away, April 29th and 30th. And the in, this was a really also very encouraging thing to me because sometimes I'm guilty of grabbing an idea just believing in it and like launching into it and later discovering, yeah, it really wasn't that great. And so by no means are all the things that I launch into with passion successes by no means. But for this one, what was super exciting is we sold out the tickets in 58 minutes. We'll be right back with more vet candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso, and I'm here to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy TV. You can learn all about how to take the best care of your pets. Stream at My Pet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. I know. I was one of those. That was like, I think I was in Sam's with my mom, and I was like literally refreshing like nonstop because <laughs> I was determined to get a ticket. <laughs> that actually made me feel a little badly because I'm like, oh, crud, that's not encouraging for someone who didn't get a ticket. I was so happy that there was that much interest. And it was like, it was just an amazing thing to be a part of watching those registrations come through. But we have a virtual component. And that's something I really would love to, to make to stress is uh, if you're a vet mom who would like to join us for the first annual veterinary encouragement conference, I really would love to limit it to vet moms, not to be discriminatory, but because there's going to be so much vulnerability there of people sharing their stories from the stage in the safe place of the vet mom community where, again, we just, you know, one one question in the group is about an x-ray and the next question is about a diaper rash. And that's just, that's just how it goes. It's this vet mom conference and the virtual tickets are now available. 
And they're, I think, very reasonably priced, $249, and you can get up to 17 hours of CE. We just got our race approval and our New York State approval, so we're completely kosher. Um, the only caveat is you have to do it as a live stream. It's not. We will have a replay for two weeks just for educational purposes, but to get the CE, it's a live stream process. I'm telling you, like, this has been one of the few, like, I don't want to say, like, drawbacks or, like, disappointments of being pregnant, but... I've been so determined to somehow make it happen. And just this past week, you know, some stuff's popped up and I'm like, I'm being so unrealistic. (laughs) Like, I know I want to meet these people in person and I've been looking forward to it. I mean, ever since you, you know, pitched the idea. And so this better not be the only one. It has to be an annual thing because I have to to experience at least one of them. But no, I, I was telling my husband last night, I was like, I'm I'm interviewing the person that, you know, started this whole thing. And I think I'm going to have to, you know, talk to her about, you know, giving over my, my in-person ticket. And he's like, well, can you just use it as like a credit next year? And I'm like, I don't even know if there's going to be a next year. <laughs> but I'm so excited for y'all. And just because I think it's so cool, who are you, do you mind sharing who you're going to have as like a special guest? Because I think that's just really fun. Oh, I would love to. So you asked me the question and the first thing that pops into my head seriously is like every mom there is the special guest. Like it's truly to have all of those women together. I just feel like we could power the universe for 10 years, just with the, the love and, and brilliance that's going to be in that room. But our, our keynote speaker for the banquet is Temple Grandin. That took some doing. She doesn't normally, I mean, she's, she's older now and she doesn't normally travel on the weekends. I thought it was going to be a no, but persevered. And eventually she came on board. And so she's coming. And another thing that excites me about her being with us is it's not going to be a traditional lecture format. She's sitting down to do a fireside chat with three of the moms, all of whom have been touched with neurodiversity in their own families. And so I think they can really speak to her with just a a great deal of um, empathy and understanding and wisdom as they talk with her in the fireside chat. And we're going to be taking questions in advance from all the attendees. And uh, that's the Saturday night. And it's also included in the virtual ticket for us. And we got it approved for a CE hour. It's going to be so powerful. You know, it's such a fun thing, but I didn't realize the specifics behind what she was going to be sharing in in the format. So I love that it's going to be that kind of approach. But well, I feel like we could chat all day, but I want to make sure that our listeners have a way of, of course, finding out more about the conference and getting um, digital tickets, but also uh, finding out about you, how they could stay connected with you. And we didn't even have a chance to really dig into you know, toe grips and all that excitement, but just let them know how they connect with you. They can keep up with what you're doing and be a part of this conference with us. Okay, great. So the the website is vetmomencouragementce.com. I could not possibly have made that any longer. Um, That is vetmomencouragementce.com. And just click on registration and it has all the information about the ticket and what's included. And you have to order soon, like basically within the next week, you will get a free t-shirt mailed to your door. We have to order those really early because of supply chain issues. So time sensitive to order and get your t-shirt. I also want to say, I understand that we're all in different seasons of life. I mean, there was a time when I had graduated from vet school. It was before I met my husband. I was working as a secretary 
in Manhattan, Kansas, where K-State is, where I went to school. It's a crazy story, but the bottom line is I was working at a secretary for an apartment building complex. And so students would come and I would give them the tour and I was giving the tour and found out that this one couple was there for vet school. I'm like, oh, I graduated from K-State, you know, vet school. I'm also a veterinarian. And they looked at me like I had three heads, probably thought like, get this lady, you know, some more medication because um, I was giving them the tour of the apartment complex. So life has ups and downs and I get that. And that was down for me. And I want to be sensitive to that. The point is we have scholarships for this conference virtually. Again, there's no more in-person tickets available. um, Although you can contact Dr. Jessica because she might have one, but virtually the tickets are unlimited and we have scholarships, full scholarships. So, and it's obviously, you know, confidential reach out to me if this conference is something that you would like to be a part of, but it's just not something in the budget. I get it. I completely do. And we will make that happen for you. So the best way to find me is really on Facebook, um, just Julie Busby, and you can reach me on Facebook Messenger. My website is toegrips.com. We just launched an affiliate program for veterinarians who recommend toe grips but don't carry them. Um, so I would love to talk to you about that. And then we're on, you know, we with toe grips, we're on YouTube and Facebook for toe grips and Instagram and all the traditional. Pinterest, all the channels. That's fantastic that y'all are offering um, a scholarship opportunity. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I did not know that. And I'm sure there's people listening that they automatically discounted themselves because of that. So I appreciate that y'all thought of, y'all really thought of everything. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Quincy Hawley, and I'm here to tell you about a new show. It's Vet Candy Rounds with the Hawleys. That's right, Dr. Tierra, the love of my life, and I have teamed up to bring you the most fascinating cases in the world. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or a podcast platform of your choice, only on Vet Candy Radio. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your your busy um, schedule and and just meeting with me and and sharing your story. And I can't wait to see how the conference you know unfolds. And I know it's going to be a phenomenal time. And I hope a lot of our listeners look into being a part of that. And you better do it next year. Yes, God willing, it's an annual thing. Well, I'm really gr- glad for the opportunity to like connect like this with you and your audience and. Just want to make sure that people do walk away from this podcast encouraged. I think sometimes when we hear the story of people, and even on social media, right, we look at people and think, oh, look how perfect their life looks. And, you know, look, their kids look smart and their house looks clean. Not reality. We are all doing the best we can, especially in these recent months and years. And, you know, we share that common thread of humanity and vulnerability and I just want to say definitely the road can be hard. There's ups, downs, valleys, and, and hills, but the perseverance, like just, just the, there's joy in just the daily grind. And I have come, took me a long time to appreciate that. And I pray for our listeners that they will get there too, if they're not, and just be encouraged today. Yeah. And and I want to kind of top that with connect with your colleagues 
That's so much of what I kept thinking. Just the reason I'm so disappointed with having them miss the conference, honestly, is because there's so many people that I was truly looking forward to meeting because we've been connected through social media the last couple of years. And I desperately want to see them in person. But I, I just think there is a lot of untapped power in our field. If you find yourself feeling isolated, it doesn't have to be that way. So find Julie, find me if you don't, you know, like there's so many people out there that are, they're on your side, they're cheering you on. And we're in the trenches <laughs> with you every day. So thank you so much. Um, this has been a blast. And thank you to our listeners. This is Dr. Jessica with Living Well, and we will see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.